done a survey just to see what the number one prayer need is at our church because we found ourselves just praying for a lot of people that needed help with their marriage. You know, it's a big church. Not everyone knows who we are. And so we just we were just surprised by how many we were seeing. And um, she told us, she said, yes, we actually just did a survey and uh, marriage is the number one prayer need at your church, at our church. And so um, that just really hit us. We're like, okay, we've got to get the word out. What, what, what can we do more to help people with their marriages? This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Missy Montgomery, and today I'm joined over the phone with Clayton and Ashley Hurst, who are marriage and parenting counselors and now authors of Hope for Your Marriage. How are you guys doing today? Great, Missy. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, doing great. Thank you so much. Of course. And I mentioned before, we're very excited to have you guys in and talking about this topic. And as I mentioned, you guys are now authors. So let's talk a little bit about what led you to write Hope for Your Marriage. Um, I think for us, Missy, we were, uh, in the first few years of our marriage, we faced uh, some good times and bad times, you know, like most married couples do. I think leading into it, we were really preparing for the wedding day uh, and really not preparing for the days afterwards. And I think that's where we kind of felt some challenges. And so when we were approached to to do this, we, we felt like, you know what, if we were ever to write a book, we would want to tell somebody, we wish we could have gone back and tell ourselves So we'd say, you know, hey, this is what we would look for, this is what we would try, this is what we would know to get the resources and the knowledge that we needed. And that's kind of what led up to writing the book. Yeah, we've just found, too, you know, we we are uh, the pastors uh, for marriage at Lakewood Church in Houston, and um, we have a large congregation here, and so every week we have... Um, prayer time at every service for anyone that wants prayer. We have prayer counselors all over the sanctuary. And um, the lady that oversees that, all the prayer counselors, we asked her one day, we, you know, we said, have you ever done a survey just to see what the number one prayer need is at our church? Because we found ourselves just praying for a lot of people that needed help with their marriage. You know, it's a big church. Not everyone knows who we are. And so we just, we were just surprised by how many we were seeing And um, she told us, she said, yes, we actually just did a survey, and uh, marriage is the number one prayer need at your church, at our church. And so um, that just really hit us. We're like, okay, we've got to get the word out. What, what, What can we do more to help people with their marriages? You know, just besides the prayer, we have great classes here, too, but the opportunity to write this book and to just put into words, like, this is what we did for us. We were we were in a pretty dark place five years into our marriage, and this is what we did to get out of that dark place, and this is what we wish we would have known, and, and our hope and prayer is just it, that it will help more um, marriages here at our church and just everywhere, anyone that wants to read our book and, and get the help they need. You know, Clayton, it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, you guys were so focused on the wedding day and not the marriage itself. And that's something that kind of like interests me as well, because you see it all over social media, people pinning things, posting pictures about the wedding day itself, but they don't really understand that marriage is not perfect. And so what kind of things have you seen that is so common that people struggle with in their marriage? Oh, I think um, I think two things that we kind of focus in on or we see. Number one is communication. Um, I think for, for me personally, I think that was the challenge uh, coming into our marriage is that I, I will take in, as a man, I'll take in information, I'll process information, and then I'll, how I communicate that information uh, may be completely different. And, and 
what we didn't understand is that how my mind works and how Ashley's mind works are two completely different things. Right. But then also how we communicate that to each other. I think early on, I really felt like, well, um, I, I didn't see us really as a team. And so it, as long as I won, you know, uh, I was okay. And if she lost, well, that, you know, that, I hate it for her. But the more that we realize, you know what, communication is more about really offering that information, that effective communication to where I can give her that information that she needs and she can receive it in a way that she can. And then I think the other the other issue that we see a lot is really it's pride. Yeah, it's pride. We see um, a lot of couples that we talk to, you know, we always pose this one question, and it's in our book too, because it was something the Lord really impressed on us. Um, was this, are you willing to do whatever it takes to have the marriage you've always hoped and dreamed of? Mm. This was the question that the Lord impressed on Clayton in which he came home and told me, and we realized we hadn't done everything there was to do, and mainly it was because of our pride. We were embarrassed for anybody to know the issues that we went through, which we see that a lot. Um, We were too prideful to forgive each other, which we see that a lot. And so when we're counseling couples, we always start with that question. And, you know, they usually always say yes, and then when we get further down the road, you know, there's an issue that comes up, and, you know, either the husband or wife is, We'll say, oh, no, well, I, I'm not going to change that. Why should I have to change that? And then we go back to, okay, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to humble yourself and give up some things and forgive or whatever it takes to have the marriage you've always hoped and dreamed of? You know, the Bible is very clear on humbling yourself over pride. You know, humble humble yourself before the Lord, and he'll lift you up in honor. Pride comes before the fall. And we see that so many times in life and in marriage. That's a really good question. I'm sure that puts a lot of things in perspectives for couples. And another thing that your book poses is, you know, marriages are not supposed to be happy. They're meant to be holy. So talk a little bit about exactly what that means to us. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's it's a real short statement that we have in our book. Um, in Ephesians, um, you know, God gives this, um, you know, kind of compares marriage or the relationship in marriage ultimately with the relationship of Jesus and his church. You know, and how how that is that that constant, uh, you know, Jesus is kind of taking that role of the husband and the church as the bride, you know, um, and and really he kind of equates that to a to a uh, to a man and a woman, to a husband and a wife. And before it goes into that, one of the statement or one of the verses it says, and I think it's Ephesians five twenty one, is it says, "Submit one to another." That's how you achieve this, and that's how you get into this. Um, you know, being more Christ-like, being more, you know, the, the holiness aspect of, uh, of being more Christ-like. Well, you know what, Jesus gave his life for us, and he humbled himself, you know, and became, uh, became a servant. He came to serve, you know, and so I think in, as far as that goes in marriage, you know, ultimately, you know, my goal for Ashley is to, is to be here and to help her and to support her and, and truly be a helpmate, just like she's doing that for me. And really, you know, a lot of times we see couples, uh, that we realized is that, like for Ashley, she was 21 when we got married. Well, for those 21 years, that was kind of her normal, and I was mm-hmm. 24, and I had my normal. Well, then all of a sudden, we get married, and the two shall become one, and we begin merging our normals. Well, there was some friction. You know, it's like we weren't willing to yield to each other, and so I think that's what we see a lot of uh, in marriages, just that willingness to submit to each other and that willingness to yield to each other. Yeah, and at the time, you know, I was looking – to Clayton to fulfill all of my happiness, and he Mm -hmm. can't do that. I mean, Clayton is a great Clayton, but he's a terrible Jesus. And so when I set him up to 
be the one to always make me happy, I was setting him up for failure. And I had to realize that I needed to get my happiness and my holiness from the Lord. My, You know, my ultimate goal here is to be holy like the Lord. And so when I set my mind on that rather than the happiness and started working on the issues that I needed to work on in my life, that really that's what Clayton's there to help me with. That's what I'm here to help him with is to work on those things in our life that the Lord wants to get rid of so we can get closer to that holiness. Once we started doing that, we were happy. Mm-hmm. The result of that was happiness. And so that's what we try to tell people when we talk to them about the happiness and holiness issue. You know, I got to tell you guys, when my producer told me that I was going to do this interview with y'all, I kind of chuckled a little bit because I was like, okay, we're going to have the very single girl interview a married couple about <laughs> marriage. Like I was just like, okay, like, let me see what I can do here. But the more I thought about it, I was like, can this book benefit single women and single men that, you know, are still waiting for that one that God has for them? Or can this even book be used as, you know, something that they study in premarital counseling? Do you think that this is something that could benefit single people as well as married couples? Absolutely. We talk um, a lot about that in our book, especially towards the end, just like our word to a bride or our word to a groom of just, you know, what to look for in a mate. Um, You know, we have premarital classes here um, at the church. We have three every week that people can attend, and it's an eight-week session. Uh, We have different books that they go through. But, man, it's, you know, of course, because of our testimony, it's so important to know what to look for in a spouse. I mean, you know, how if you're going to fulfill your purpose here on earth, your spouse has got to be on board with that. You know, Uh, what was it that John Gray, one of the pastors, he said last night, he said, um, um, some, uh, about preference over purpose, yeah. you know, to, to look for that spouse that is that will come alongside you in your purpose, not necessarily be your preference, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times God will hold out. It's kind of like we all have this list, you know, before mm-hmm. you get married, you kind of have this list of what you're looking for in a mate, right. and, and really it, it's your list of preferences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, well, they're, they're going to look this way, they're going to be this way, they're, you know, and it's funny how uh, that's your preference, but yet that may not help you fulfill the purpose that God's called you to. Mm-hmm. And and even though in on my list, Ashley may not have been everything that was on my list, and I, I probably wasn't everything <laughs> on her list. But you know what? Because we were willing to submit that list and we were willing yeah. to submit uh, those preferences, now we're helping to fulfill not just our purpose together, but our purpose individually. Oh, that's good. So if you guys can offer, you know, whether it's single people or married couples, whether they've been married for 16 months or 16 years, what is one piece of marriage advice that you would offer them? I would say, and it was a quote we heard a couple of years ago, that soulmates aren't born, but they're created through the trenches of life. Ooh, I like that. You know, the person you marry, the, per- the, the person I married 21 years ago is not the same man that I look at right now. You know, mm. you're going to go through ups and downs. You're going to go through heartache. There is nobody I'd rather have beside me when I've gone through the loss of friends, you know, just heartbreak of, of life itself. Um, you know, just things that we've gone through with our kids. Um, there's nobody I'd rather have beside me than this man right here. And But we weren't, you know, when we first got married, we thought we were soulmates, but we weren't. You know, we put in our book that we were more like sour mates. And 
how important it is to get the knowledge of what it means to have a husband, what it means to have a wife, what does it mean to be married, how do you keep dating and wooing each other even after you say I do, because I think that gets lost a lot in life. Sure. And um, and so that's what we that's what we do. We we make it very purposeful to to love each other, to choose to love each other every day. And you know we're soulmates now. There is no question about it. We have been through a lot together. And and it was because we chose to, instead of fighting each other, we chose to fight for our marriage that got us to this point. And I, and I think I would add to that that, you know, things that we, we still glean from those who have been married longer than us and even those that have, you know, just started out in marriage. I think it's so important to continue continue to be a, a learner, continue to be uh, willing and be open to change. Um, there was something that uh, my parents, uh, they just celebrated their 55th wedding anniversary, and I remember them telling us they were going to, they were actually coming to our, our marriage conference that we put on in August every year, and I said, hey, it's your 55th wedding anniversary. Why in the world are you coming to, to our marriage conference? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, they told us, they said, you know what, well, if we ever stop learning, we'll stop growing in marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought, man, of anybody that deserves to coast in marriage after being married for that long, it's it's them. But yet they they challenged me um, to and really challenge others to you know what never stop learning in your marriage because your mate's going to continue to grow closer to God and continue to be um, made and changed into His image. Well, so are you, and so it takes that willingness to learn on a daily basis uh, and learn together to have the best marriage you possibly can. Now, for our listeners that are willing to do whatever it takes, you know, to have the marriage they've always dreamed of, where can they learn more about the book and also purchase the book? Um, the book is available anywhere. Really, books are sold online. Uh, they can get it through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Walmart. Walmart.com, different places like that. Uh, local bookstores, they can get that as well. Uh, they can also go through our publisher, Thomas Nelson, uh, and emanate books. Uh, they can get it through there. And, um, you know, that hopefully it will continue to encourage people and continue to help people uh, realize that yeah. regardless of how long or short they've been married, reg- regardless of how strong or maybe how weak their marriage is right now, ultimately we believe that there is hope for every marriage. Well, thank you, Ashley and Clayton, for sharing your story and telling us a little bit more about your book, Hope for Your Marriage. Uh, Would you guys uh, mind closing us out in prayer? Absolutely, yeah. Father, we just thank you uh, for the Charisma Connect podcast, God, and everybody that's listening. God, we thank you for Missy and uh, everyone there. And God, we just pray that you would just watch over us, uh, continue to give us wisdom uh, and the knowledge that we need uh, to have the marriage that you've designed for each of us to have. God, I thank you that every single marriage is such a tapestry and such a masterpiece, such an original, God, of what you need and what you desire for each of us. And so, God, we just pray a blessing over every single person listening to this podcast. Yes. We pray, God, that for those that are single, we pray that you would give them the um, the, the wisdom to take the right steps, to, to find the right person that you've selected for them. And, mm-hmm. Father, for everyone that's married, uh, whether for five minutes or 55 years, God, we pray that you would just ignite a, a passion for you first and, God, then a passion for each other. And, God, that they would grow in your knowledge in every step of the way. Yes. And we thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again, Clayton and Ashley. We appreciate you joining us today. And I'm Missy Montgomery, and you've been listening to Charisma Connection. Start off 2018 with a fresh awakening to the promises of God. 
In the New Spirit-Filled Life Bible, Pastor Jack Hayford offers dynamic kingdom equipping through the power of the Word and the work of the Holy Spirit. For a limited time, pick up your copy, 40% off at thomasnelson.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.